BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Bitch, I wish every girl, a man that I've dated meets is a copy of me so he never forgets me. He'll never stop thinking about me. It ruins his life. But he won't just in a, be- in a, in a positive, peaceful way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like- the following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties. Welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, uh, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Today, my special guest, closing the month of, I think it's about breakups and cheating. I have to look <laughs> to make sure. That's what it is. Um, April Jones, which, okay, wait, should I introduce you first? I'm so silly I should introduce you. So my guest today, April Jones, um, and then you can correct me if I miss anything, but she is a singer, songwriter, actor. She's born in Chicago. She's a Sagittarius. Born in Germany. Raised, what? Born in Germany, raised in Chicago. Great. So fire <laughs> me right now. No. You like, were born in Germany? Was, I was. Mm-hmm. Army brat. Most Asian and black people that you meet are like army brats. Is there a word for a ship brat? I was just like raised on the ship. <laughs> no. Ship brat and I'm an army brat. Okay. Yeah. So army brat. <laughs> ship brat. Ship rat. Yeah. Army brat. Yeah. Why would you be a rat? That was not nice. Did I say rat? I called you a rat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> why did you call me a rat? <laughs> okay, so army, army brat, ship rat, <laughs> like like those like that. Rats on ships. Oh, sick. Uh, pass on that nickname. <laughs> but I feel like it's like it's like that one show, um, the American show that people grew up watching. Those two twin guys, something sweet life of. Oh wait, sweet life of. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sweet life of something. And but it's it's like my life only I was on a cargo ship. So it wasn't like <laughs> my dad was working for a cargo ship, like engineer. So it wasn't uh one of those cruise ships. But yeah. still it's like the same. Yeah. So like a rat, yeah. yeah like saying. a rat, yeah. You you were wrong. All right. Anyway, born in Germany, grew up in Chicago. She's a Sagittarius. She has Two kids with her previous partner, Amarian, mm-hmm. with a current long-term partner, Tay Diggs. And she also has a degree. Mm-hmm. In radiation Wait, science. That's right, radiation science, which is really cool. Very cool. You are known for being on Love & Hip Hop. You've also done movies like The Comeback that just came out on August 25th of this year. So definitely check it out. And then she has a few other movies coming out soon. And um, did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. Mom, actress, actor, radiation science. Allergic to cats. Allergic her cat's here. I'm like, so if you see me wiping my nose, just know it's because her cat yeah. walking around here and that cat owns this house. Cool. So first I wanted to get started with the fact of how we met. Okay. 
This was very funny. Yeah. So we basically met on a plane. Uh, we were flying from New York back to LA. It was after my, whoever listened to one of my Tuesday Soul episodes, it was when I was flying back after getting mugged. Well, not mugged, after getting robbed at Saint-Tropez. And like, I was also with like a, the, sh- the worst group too. So I was feeling a little down. Uh, and then it was cool because she ended up sitting next to me and as a joke, I was like, hey, bestie. And then she was like, hey, bestie. And then we just became besties on the plane and we had so much fun. We did. And we talked about a lot of things, like really like the conversation that we had on the airplane was like really about relationships, about life, but it was very connective. And that's not normal to like normally meet somebody and actually on a deeper level have deep conversations because most people are very superficial. So it was nice to be able to meet her. I was on a trip with not the best group. And even though on my, since I try to be as positive as possible, even when I did this short Tuesday episode, I tried to to say, well, you know, it's not a big deal if someone acted this way and all that. But like in reality, I felt so down and drained, not even from the part of being robbed, like that part I genuinely, no, but I genuinely like didn't care about that part as much because I'm, Positive in a way that was like, wow, God protected me because I was there when the robbers yeah. came to the house. I and I guess, telling me that, yeah. yeah, so I was like, God protected me from like, you know, my life is way more important than harm and danger. Things. Exactly. So I felt really thankful, but the group that I was with, not that great. And I kind of get, I, I get along kind of with everyone. Same. So it throws me off if some, if I can't figure out how to get along with someone. So it did bother me. So it was such, so I felt like such a shitty person, but I was holding it in and meeting someone like you, if a, I felt so validated where, okay, I can still make friends easily. Like I'm not crazy. I am loved. Like I am liked. And it just, you just have to go through the motions. Like that's part of emotions. It goes like this life. It's up and down. It's wavy. I feel like you taught me a lot on the plane. Obviously, you can tell when you meet someone and they go to therapy. Like, they have therapy talk. Yep. <laughs> me. <laughs> when did you start going to therapy? Oh, wow. Um, like, faithfully, I would say faithfully. maybe like two, two to three years ago. Honestly, I would never have guessed that. I would have thought way longer just of how self-aware you are. I don't say this often, but I genuinely... Like your aura. Okay, now I feel like I live in LA by talking like this. (laughs) But your aura is so just loving and giving. And even the things that you were saying, I was just so enamored and taken back by A, just how intelligent you were when you were speaking about love and just how giving you were. I mean, that's why, I mean, yeah, fine. Okay, maybe I did tear up, but it wasn't because I had to do with the guy. It just had to do with how she would speak about love, just about giving love, even if she wasn't receiving the love back, even to people who didn't deserve it. I think in a lot of ways, it even reminded me of my mom, who's gone through a lot of things and Mm -hmm. she's still the most giving person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And it's so inspiring when you meet people that they have every opportunity to close their heart mm-hmm. and it's instead they want to be a giving person. Like that's so beautiful. Thank you. Well, same way too. <laughs> I did share my wings too. I was very giving on the Oh yeah. <laughs> I shared my wings with her and she was like, really? Can I really have a wing? I said, you can have a wing. Yeah. And she shared and her shared heart wings. and her wings with me. We ate wings. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I do actually want to talk about love. So yeah, we talked about love. What is your definition of love? Ooh. All right, my definition of love to me, well, I'll say this. Love is very selfless, but love is an action to me. I think this is where people get it twisted, where it's like, oh, I love you. It's like, okay, that's fine. You can say it. Words are very minuscule and they, they they really, at the grand scheme of life, they don't matter. But to me, action 
matters. So love to me is an action. It's what you do consistently. It's how you show someone when you show up, when you do for someone. And I think that most people will say it, but they don't really act on it. And I'm a, I'm a doer. I'm a less of a talker when it pertains to how I love. Yeah, love is an action word to me. It is really just being there and doing and proving and the feeling that someone gets from you being a shower upper and being seen and yeah. feeling heard. Aww. That to me is, I mean, this is what therapy has taught me. It's like, you go to therapy because it's like, well, I just want to be seen. I just want to be heard. Well, love is making you feel those things. But in order for you to feel those things, it's it's an action. Yeah. Um, I feel like love is just really an action word. And I think we just get it really twisted. I like that because it reminds me of when I've spoken, uh, when I had one of my good friends, Adelaide Kane on, and she told me how she learned from a philosopher how people think that love is a feeling, but love can be a choice. And that is an action because you get to choose to show up for someone every single day. And that is love. So, Because if you think it's just a feeling or a word, then tomorrow, if you're annoyed me, then I'm just like, I hate you. So I don't love you right now. So we right. should break up versus, well, yeah, you're annoying me right now, but I'm going to choose to try to make it work with you by showing up and going to therapy with you or like yeah. talking to you how we can fix things or emailing you an apology. It's like your mom, you know what I mean? Like still just not closing the door and still showing up and being like, it doesn't matter what you do. I still choose to show up for you. That even if you needed me, if someone hurt her or vice versa with myself, I would still open the door and be like, come have a seat. Let do me you have think, a Do you think having children taught you more about love or 100%. do you feel like that changed your definition of love? No, I think I've always been this person, but I do think that you love harder in in a different way when you do have kids because you're responsible for other entities. So yes, and my kids have taught me a lot about myself, mm. but my definition of love is always and will always stand prior to me having kids. I've always just been a lover innately. It shows me like what we were as kids, the innocence Aww. and like- no matter what they do or how upset, it's like you still love your right. babies, even when. Yeah, you don't. So fight I try with to your treat. Kids. Yeah, so I try to treat human beings the way that I would treat my kids. Like, like you're just still a child. It's okay. We're gonna, you know what I mean? Like, I try to look at life. So they are, they are teaching me. They have taught me a lot about myself because you have to be calm. You have to think about how you're speaking to your children. You have to teach them what you would want to teach yourself. So uh, you know, it's interesting. That's why it's really the truth, like where it's like you shouldn't have kids until you are at a particular age where it's like you can give back and pour into these children. So I'm at a space now where it's like I'm very cognizant about how I speak to my kids, teaching them truth, teaching them to be open, teaching them to feel safe. The things that I didn't have is what I'm pouring into them. But it's so crazy because when people meet my kids, they're like, holy crap. And, it, and I feel proud of that. I don't know. Yeah, they've taught me a lot. What have you given them that you didn't get growing up? Freedom. They're free. Aww. My kids are free. They get to be themselves. We have a no lie policy in my house, which is, okay, you cuss, you say something. You know, the kids play the games, little little, little uh, PS5s or whatever. You know, they got the little microphones on their heads and they're like playing with other people. And I'm like, what'd you say? Mom, I said, I said, fuck, <laughs> you know, or they go to school, they get into a fight and I'm like, well, what happened? Well, he hit me and I did tell the teachers. Okay, and what did they do? I told them, well, then beat his ass. Like, I'm that parent, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, if my kid is coming home mm -hmm, and the school's not doing anything about that, son, now it's up to you to teach your kid a lesson. And guess what? That did happen. 
It did. But let me also tell you, I'm also the parent that will call the parent and be like, let's go eat at Minchie's yogurt, ice cream. And let's go sit down and have a real conversation. And they're still friends to this day. I just feel like it's, I'm proud to see like what I'm pouring into my babies. And we don't know the gifts that we have until you actually have children and you see the reflection of yourself through your kids. It's spectacular. It's kind of scary because you're like, okay, like I did that. Like, oh. Yeah. But like they're free. They get to tell me whatever they feel. Like my kids will come up to me and be like, mom, you're going to be mad at me. I'm like, okay, what did you do? I spilled something on the floor. I'm like, you thought I was going to be mad at you for spilling something <laughs> on the floor? But they're like so used to just being like, I did this. They take accountability. I'm teaching them to be accountable, to be open, to not care about what people think, to yeah. do, to show up. They're loving. You'll, you'll, you'll meet them and you'll, you're going to be like, oh my God. Like they're the most loving kids that you can ever meet protective. I love you. How are you? How do you feel? Mommy, today is not a good day for me. I don't Did feel good. you grow good. up with that? No. I read that when you grow up, your love language has become what you didn't get as a child. Mm -hmm. So then you can then give that to your children. Like I didn't have touch and words of affirmation. So then I would give touch and obviously. Well, that's my number one love language is acts of service. Gifts and all that are like the very gifts and physical touch are the last. Yeah. They quality have. time. If you're in- Quality time is, is at the end too. I just want people to show up. Yeah. Um, well, being an army brat, does that mean your dad was in the army? My dad was in the army. My mom and dad split when I was five and we were given up me. So I'm the baby of four. My two older siblings stayed with my mom and me and my sister that's above me stayed with my grandmother because they- broke up. My mm -hmm. mom and my dad like separated, divorced. So I wasn't raised by my mom or my dad. I was raised by my grandmother. Got it. Yeah. Which I'm actually happy about. <laughs> I'm actually happy about that. Like life works the way that it's supposed to. I had a really wise woman who raised me, poured love into me, who gave me the gems of life, who taught me a lot about just everything. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I'm happy and grateful for that. Although I did miss time with my mom when I was younger, but I moved back with my mother when I was 11. And now me and my mom, we went through some things, but my mom and I are like best friends. Like she's literally my best friend. I talk to my mom about everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, like every single thing. I'm like that with my mom yeah, too. Yeah, everything I talk to my mom about. But um, And it took a while to get here, but we're here. So yeah. it's like really cool. Well, my dad and I don't talk about everything, but for me, I consider us really close and yeah. completely different from what it was when I grew up mm -hmm. where we, I didn't like him. So <laughs> like, I do think it's cool when you become an adult and you forgive your parents for not knowing any better. Mm -hmm. And you do better. Yeah. And you do. I hope I can do better for my kids. Like I you will. want to show up for them and hug them, make them feel loved. And, you know, but for my father, he, he grew up with an alcoholic uh, father so and he died when my dad was like 17 or 18 because he got beat up to death whatever what? <laughs> it's like with russia you know okay so yeah, uh like... yeah for being a jew in prison oh no okay russia the point is he spent all the money on alcohol and other women so my dad swore to not be like him mm -hmm. so i grew up thinking my dad didn't love me Okay, so part of being a smart businesswoman is to make super good decisions at all times, but obviously 50% of the time I still make regrettable decisions. But there's one decision that I've recently made that I'm super proud of myself. Well, two, I guess. Number one, not going back to people who broke me, but number two, 
using every plate for my meal and food service. If you're looking for a better budget for your food expenses this fall, then I got you, baby. You can get more bang for your buy with America's best value meal kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping and is 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. With no hidden fees, so you can count on great value week after week, plus only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. They plan the meals and then they deliver the pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. They're the easiest way to eat affordably. I mean, that's why I chose them aside from how easy it is to cook them, including their 15 minutes or less dinners. But their meal kits are so well-known for such a low price and that's what sets them apart from all the other meal services. Basically also, I love using them for all the desserts. Like I've been making cheesecake with them because they send me all the ingredients. I've been making brownies. I've just been making all the sweets that I am obsessed with because I have such a sweet tooth. And instead of spending loads of money in the grocery store, I just make it myself. I feel like I'm a chef. I feel like I'm a wife. And then I enjoy eating it. And I just know the ingredients I'm putting into my food. Every plate provides plenty of delicious varieties, so you'll never get stuck in a cooking rut. They have 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, including 15 minutes or less dinners and dinner-to-lunch dishes. It's easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. Plus, add even more delicious options to your order with up to 22 convenient sides, lunches, snacks, desserts, and so much more. Cook once, eat twice with their new dinner-to-lunches dishes. So get started with every play for just $1.49 per meal. That's nothing. By going to everyplay.com slash podcast and entering the code 49ADULTING. That is up to $110 value. So again, get started with every play for just $1.49 per meal. By going to everyplay.com slash podcast and entering my code 49ADULTING. Not only will you be supporting my podcast, but you'll be supporting your gut health and your wifey skills and your chef skills. So go to every plate right now. Because he showed up for me by being the opposite of his father, by providing a roof over my head and providing for me financially mm-hmm. and not cheating on my mother. So that was his way of showing up for me. And I was like, my dad doesn't hug me or kiss me. He doesn't or say I love you. He doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. So now as an adult, I'm going to be able to hopefully provide for my kids by hugging them. I don't know. I them. think that's the generation because my mom didn't do that either with me. Like she never yeah. said, I love you. She never. And now you get to do it with your kid. You're so but loving. now she says that. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. My parents say it now too, but yeah. I taught them and you me must too. have taught. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my mom's like, you're my best friend. Like Aww. you talk to me about everything. And like, she's like, you know, my other, the, my other kids, she's like, don't, Talk to me about that. And she's like, I just want, because I was like, mom, don't be going back to my siblings and telling my siblings what I'm talking to you. She's like, I would never do that because. Does she not do that? No, she doesn't. My she's mom like, does it. No, my mom doesn't. She's a Scorpio though. She, she oh, wouldn't do it. Yeah. We're Word is bond. Yeah. So she's like, I would never do it just because I feel like you are the only kid that I feel like I have. To, you tell me everything. So she's like, it's it's important to me to maintain that and to keep that and that's that safety net for you yeah. and the secrecy. So I'm like, I love my mama. My mama's so... Mm. No, but that's so sweet because we forget what the, when we think when we look at our parents, we think they're invincible and all that. And we forget that they also have their childhood traumas and they're like a little kid. And it's so yeah. cute how you're making your mom feel so loved by you deciding to show up for her yeah. in order for her to finally show up for you. And she, her inner child gets to finally feel loved. Like how, how endearing is that? Yeah. And it's crazy because it really is about who you surround yourself with or 
you know, it, it's also about like what someone can really bring out of you because I'm bringing things out of her that she's never experienced before, as opposed to what my other siblings, she's not that way. So yeah. it really does prove a point that it's like who you are around or the people who there are certain type of types of people who can really bring certain things out of someone Yeah, to provide a safety net for someone. So yeah. I've done that for my mom. Aww. It's pretty cool. No, it is really cool. And it's so beautiful because I think a lot of times when we don't feel loved by someone, yeah. anyone, whether it's family, romantic, platonic, any of that, we wait for them to show up for us. And we never realize that if we don't feel loved by someone, if we, if we just show up for them and gave them the love that we feel that's lacking on mm-hmm. their end, they will they will reciprocate and then they will make us feel loved too. Yeah. So like you get to do that with your mom, with my dad, I start saying, I love you to my dad nonstop. Like start mm-hmm. saying it back. And it's kind of like you finally decide to say, I don't care that they're not doing it first. Like yeah. I'll sacrifice because myself. Sometimes they don't know. Exactly. But That's when you know, saying. when you know, you do better, right? So it's like we know we've been given that gift. So to know is to do better. Yeah. So we're doing better because we know. And we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't say, I love you. If we didn't, when it's like, that's ego. That would be considered ego if, yeah. we, if we knew it and we're like, well, I'm not going to say it because they're not saying it. But how do you uh. get to that place? Like, how, do you, how, did, how did you get to this place where you were able to remove your ego? Because so many people, their ego is just for life. I just don't think I ever really had one. I just uh-huh. don't, I don't look at life the way most people do. I think that like, for me, always, I was always weirded out by like, what is this? Like, what is this? What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. I felt, feel like an alien to most <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I don't understand the sky, the stars, the people, the cars, this or that. Yeah. So I always looked at people and why people are like, well, you're not judging me. You, don't, you never judge me. April can always be friends with a big girl, a small girl, a person who has disabilities a per- because I don't look at anyone different. Yeah. Like that's just always been who I've been, accepting, loving, caring. Obviously, you've gone through your own hardships where, I mean, I'm not going to say that your parents rejected you in a way since mm-hmm. you, you at first you were growing up with your grandma, but you've had your own hardships. You know, It's yeah. not like you grew up like with a silver spoon and all that. So how can someone like you who's grown up with your own hardships still be able to say, yeah, some, I, some, people have made me feel unloved or there's moments where I felt alone or like no one cared about me and you're still so giving. Like, how do you get to that point? Reflecting on your life, sitting with yourself, Mom. not playing the victim. Love. How do you get to a point where you don't play the victim? You have to deal with yourself. Most people are running from who they are. Yeah. So and when you're running, you're going to deflect. You're going to go to things, the alcohol, the drugs, the this, the that. You're escaping who you are. I sit with myself. There are days when I don't want to face the music. There are days when I sit into the mirror and I'm like, who are you today? How do you feel? I ask myself these questions. I don't, I don't, I don't, I give a fuck about myself. I love myself first and I pour into myself. So why I can give to others is because I really do the work on self. I love that. So what does that take? How do you do this self-love where you pour into yourself? But I love that I think so that important. you just have to be ready and I can't tell someone else how, how to do it. I can just say that when you're ready to do it, you show up for yourself when you're ready, when you're tired and when you just have exhausted all other options. You have to be ready. You have to be in a place where it's like, I want to do better. I want to give more to people. I want to love harder. Then you'll be ready. Outside of it, when you want to run and you want to deflect, that's what people are going to do. But I love that you mentioned that you can't pour into other people unless you first pour into yourself. And that's what you've been doing. You're able to give other people love by first giving yourself Mm self-love. 100%. Have you ever done shadow work? I have. 
Like, how did you do that? I mean, I've done so much work. <laughs> I'm a work in progress still. Well, I also like that part because I think some people, sometimes people think like once you hit self-love, I woke up today and I love myself. That's it. I made it. It's done. And then two days later, you're like, fuck, I hate myself. What just happened? So it is a work in prog- progress for the rest of your life. Yeah, every day is a work in progress. You wake up and you've got to choose you. Yeah. First. But I think it's also okay to people to acknowledge the fact that feelings are like the ocean and they're flowing. So it's okay to sit with yourself when you're having a bad day. You sit with your feelings, not in your feelings, which is something I learned recently and I've mm-hmm. talked about it. So instead of telling, when you sit in your feelings, you say things like, well, I shouldn't be sad. It's not even a big deal, blah, blah. You're invalidating your body and your heart from mm-hmm. your emotions versus you wake up and you say, I feel like shit today, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Right. I'm going to cry today. I'm going to have a bad day. I'm going to cancel my plans because I need to work on myself today. And we're humans. Yeah. Sir and ma'am, we are humans that don't even know why we sometimes we feel the way that we do. But this is life. A lot of times people wake up and like most of us feel like none of this makes sense. What are we doing? Life is very hard. You're comparing yourself to people and this and that. Like you've got to give yourself um, grace. Yeah. And room to be. And it's okay to not have good days. It's okay to have bad fucking days and to wake up in tears and in shambles and say that, look, today I don't feel good. Like how my kids do with me. Mom, today is a bad day. I don't like how I feel. And I'm like, well, tomorrow will be a new day. But you can say it out loud and be okay with that. Most people are not. People are trying to escape. And that's where it gets really bad and sad. Because they end up projecting on other people. They don't realize when they're like, I don't like this person. That's part of shadow work. When people don't think they need shadow work. Mm -hmm. And their shadow comes out in so many various ways, including when you start judging other people. We're like, I don't like that person. I don't like a person's attitude. I don't like how you looked at me. Or I'm going to judge everyone else for what they're doing. That's your shadow. Yeah. You don't like yourself. You don't like about yourself. Yeah. No one that loves themselves has any time to sit around and judge everyone else. It's tiring. And it's exhausting. Who wants to do that? Do you have a moment in your life that you feel like kind of redefined your understanding of love aside from when you had children? I think giving so much and not realizing why so many people loved me because there was a point where I didn't love myself as much as I loved everybody else. And so therapy taught me to love myself more first than giving. This is how we deplete. And so I feel like, thank God for therapy because it reminded me of who... I have always been who I am, but not acknowledging who I've been. Yeah. And therapy has taught me like, you are this person. It's okay. Like, cause I'm a people pleaser. I'm always like, everybody, everybody. Hey. So I feel like, yeah, that redefining moment was like remembering who I am. Right. Recognizing, and this is the shadow work of yeah. being able to say these things and be like, okay, well, I know I love, and I, but do you love you? Right. You know what I mean? And it's like you love other people so much, yeah, it comes but, from inner struggles. Right. But it's because for you me, love. I grew up being abandoned, feeling neglected, feeling these things, giving it to other people because I want other people to feel not, not that way, but never, oh. but never giving it back to myself. You know what I'm saying? Not not looking out for April, where it's like, no, take care of you. Like it's okay to feel these feelings and to feel these emotions and to have been abandoned and to be neglected. And you're giving this this energy, this light to everybody else, but like you're depleting yourself of those feelings. Yeah. So the shadow work for me and recognizing and redefining the love for for myself has been really um, 
just eye-opening in therapy. It's like, oh my God, like I did that for people? Oh my God, like, because you just do it innately, you know, when you're a person. Yeah, (laughs) but I wasn't doing it for myself. So it's like, okay. Wait, would you think you're subconsciously doing it because you were hoping you will finally receive that same love back? Maybe, could be that. I mean, that is normally why someone would do that. I don't care to receive it back because it's not about, you know, for me in my relationships, I, I walk into any relationship that I have with very low expectation. I don't walk into it like I expect you. I do because I know that I'm going to be a life changer for you. I know that I'm going to pour into you. And I know that what I bring into to someone's spirit, into their heart and their soul is going to be enough to really shift your life, your world, and your universe. Like, it is that for me. I'm one of those people. I mean, that is... <laughs> Fuck that. I want to wake up every day like, I'm one thinking of those like that. Like, That's brilliant. I love that. I want to come up. I want to go be to my friend. Person. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I know I'm going to pour all this into you and I'm going to change your life. Like I'm a life changer. I really like, am. I just, no, you really are. No, you are very memorable. I'll give you that. <laughs> you are. You're a memorable person. <laughs> like, no, I know I'm memorable too, but it's not about me. Like no, you yeah. are very memorable, but like yeah. to have that type of confidence, mm-hmm. like it's like, you know who the fuck you are. And that's 100%. so important. I think, do you think you only reached that in your thirties or you just always walked around like that? No, 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 no. I'm reaching it more now. i never walked around. Like I'm learning this. Okay. Like for me, this happened more in my thirties. Like too. my twenties, I was definitely just, can free. anyone it love just- me? Free in a way that I'm like, Please love me. Yeah. Like, no. Insecure, not knowing who I am. We didn't sit with it. Yeah. It was like we knew these things, but we weren't like paying attention and like slowing down for us time. It was like. Exactly. In your 30s, it's like, you know who the fuck you are normally. Like, uh, some people obviously don't get to that part until maybe in their 40s. But when you're younger, when you don't know who you are. Other people will tell you who you are. Yeah. And that's where it gets dangerous. Yeah. Because and you'll believe it. Exactly. So and that's now, why it's important to kind of carry yourself because we know who we are. We know who no the one fuck can tell we us are. that. Yeah. So I can literally be like, yeah, I will change your life. I love that. But part of doing the shadow work and all that stuff is that you can still have those days where you really got knocked down. Yeah. But because you've done the work on yourself, you're able to rise up. and understand like wait those people can't tell me who I am because I know who the fuck I am and I'm doing the work like and it's so sad to see a lot of people in in this life like not know and still need the validation from other people it's just really interesting to see that and sad because you see older people who are older than us sit in that shit and be like like still to the day, don't know. So we have to be grateful. We have to give ourselves some credit for being as young as we are in our 30s and recognizing who we are, being aware, consciously aware of self. Like we should really... Oh, I love that. (laughs) Like we should really give ourselves credit. I mean, I love older people and I've talked to older people from when I was a kid going to nursing homes and things like that. And it's like, most people don't learn life until later on. So the fact that we're in our 30s, our early 30s, doing the work, talking about therapy, talking to people, giving these gems to people about life, about seeing self to reflect, that's a big deal. Yeah. But I think it's because we're open. I think it's because we're both open to always learning. Like even right now, I feel like I genuinely feel like I'm a sponge of a human. But even right now, I'm just having conversations with you. I'm listening to you, observing mm. what you're saying. And I'm learning just from tonight. I f- yeah. Same. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really nice. <laughs> well, we were talking before this and I was listening and learning, but yeah, I mean, but this is why I felt like we connected was just because we listen and we hear each other and yeah. 
yeah, it was from the moment that we met on the airplane, but. Okay, but being such a loving person and the fact that you've always been someone yeah. that pours into other people and they're so loving, then you were with Omarion for how long? Five years. Five years. Yeah. And you have two children together. Two kids. So for a lot of other people out there, it's a struggle in general to even yeah. leave a relationship because you never know when's the time to leave. But it's even more of a struggle when you have children because you keep thinking, yes. okay, I need to try to make this work with this, with my partner. Being such a giver and all that, at what point did you realize like, okay, it's it's enough. We're not a match. Or this is the timing where I need to walk away. Like, how can you teach other people to know when it's time to... Because a lot of times people think they're doing it for their kids, but they're not because... Like I kids think no. Well, our, my situation was different because I didn't walk away. It was, it was. We were young, you know what I mean. I think that like having kids really brings a lot of differences out in relationships. So how me and him ended, it wasn't on my merit. Um, but I was grateful for how it ended. But you got to. It, um, yeah. So you know, for me, I, again, because I do the self work and the self reflection, I was like, but what is happening here? Like, well, we're supposed to be together. And then I, I did the work where I was like, no, we weren't. Right. This is okay. Yeah. And we we went through some shit. Like we me and him had some tough times. But I will say this. We are now at a place, thank you Lord, where we are on better terms. Right. We are co-parenting at its finest, at its greatest for our kids. Um we recently just went to a soccer game, took my son cuz he's he loves soccer. We went to go eat after the soccer game. My son rode with his dad and my daughter rode with me and we get got to the restaurant. But when we were sitting in the restaurant, my son goes, um, he says, my, my baby daddy says, tell your mom what you just told me in the car. And he goes, I just want to say, mom, today has been the best day of my life because I can't remember the last time you and daddy, like, you know, hung out like this and like, I love this. And so we declared that we were going to make it a thing to make sure that these kids had that, that they saw that we got along. And so, you know, it's when, when you look at life, it's not about us. Yeah. It's not about you. you. Yeah. It's not about you anymore. It's about the babies. It's about yeah. them. So I think that I'm proud of both me and the father of my kids because we're letting go of everything that we felt indifferent about, things that hurt us both. I think we're now in a place where it's like, well, what does that even matter? When we have these babies who love us both, that we love both, it's bigger than us. And we've gotten to a place, oh my God, like, we can laugh again. We can talk about things and life and get together, be an example for the baby. So, yeah, man. How do you get to that point where trying to separate your relationship with your kid's father? Because, you know, especially in the beginning, if you're going through a breakup and you hate that person, not that I'm saying you hated him, but you have anger or some emotions, resentment when a breakup happens versus, okay, but I have to show up for my kids. Like, cause a lot of well, times because people at the end of the day, like, what is that going to do for you? What right. is that going to do for you to hold on and harp? It is what it is. It's done. Why continue on holding on to what's done? So when we broke up, it was like, I accept this. I hate it. Yeah. I didn't like, but I wasn't going to do a disservice to myself. Absolutely not. I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, I wish. No, if I'm thinking that way, then I'm going to fight for that person. I knew it was done and dead. How did you know when to let go of the fairy tale in your head that this is going to be the perfect little family? Because you've got to be honest with yourself. I love that. People right. are not honest with themselves. You've got to really look and see your life for what it is. Stop convincing yourself that it's not. Right. You've got to really be real. Most people aren't. Got so for it. me, it's like, 
I don't sugarcoat shit. I look at it for what it is. Even if I don't like it, even if it doesn't make sense to me, it's like, this is what it is, bitch. What we going to do about it? You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, all I can do is be progressive. All I can do is now choose if I want to hate him or love him enough because he gave me my kids. It's a choice. All things in life are choices. You get to choose how you want to move forward in life. You can choose to be nasty. You can choose to be a happy person. It has nothing. It's self-reflective of yourself. Yeah. So when you see people, that's why I feel sad for people because I'm like, you're choosing to be nasty. You're choosing to live in misery. You're choosing to be mad. You're choosing that. I don't choose that. I choose happy. Bitch, I choose freedom. <laughs> Bitch, I choose <laughs> to live in my best life, um, to explore wor- the world, to, to be good to people. That's a choice. What are we doing? Choose to be, do the right thing. You're so right. That's why now I'm like, you know what? I Good thing I sent that apology. <laughs> Going back to the beginning. Yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's not about him. It was about me. He I got to go. be a better person with myself. I and love guess that. guess what he's going to do, bitch? <laughs> he's going to be like, this bitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I have <laughs> never in my life had an ex that didn't regret losing me. In my life Same. ever. Same. So period. And they always come back and I always teach Same. everyone that they always come back. And it's because they miss the love that you gave. So yeah. you rather, my mom always, my mom actually always taught me to never be a nasty person. And I do have those moments yeah. that sometimes I lose my shit and I get fiery. And obviously I say something not yeah. so great to an ex, but they always miss you and come back when you're more giving. And nice. Well, because you were a real person. Yeah. You're, right. you're a real person. They, they'll come back to what's real because they'll go out and they'll meet other things that aren't. People always make comments like, uh, uh, he'll never find another girl like me. I'm like, bitch, I wish every girl, a man that I've dated meets is a copy of me. So he never forgets me. He'll never stop thinking about me. It ruins his life. But he won't just- In a, be- in a, po- in a positive, peaceful way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like God is, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what she said. <laughs> okay so can you give me some tips on how to properly co-parenting that's making it so successful for you and Amarian dealing with your own shit you know dealing with yourself and doing the work you just uh, to me it really is just that it's as simple as just doing the work but like is it making sure you communicate once a week like what oh I mean no we talk co-parenting oh with co-parenting okay well you mean you got to communicate more than just one one day right. a week. I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't have kids with um, Yeah, but just allowing each other the freedom and the space to be great parents to each right. other. Right, and only probably focus on the on the kids, on the kids, and not. Yeah, I so heard you were out last night. We, yeah, so we have we do week on week off. Me and him both do a 50-50 week on week off. But say for example, if he's like, "Well, I want to take the kids here, and it's my week," it's like giving him that. Oh, you know what I mean? Like letting him. These are your children. You should be able to have your kids. You know what I mean? They love you. You, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like with co-parenting, it's removing all things before any anger, any feelings that you have towards that person. It is really merely about the kids. Because right. most people will be like, no, fuck that. This is my week, bitch. <laughs> They'll see you on your week. And it's like, no. Like, what, right. what harm is that doing to be like, go with your dad? Because you're punishing your children. Exactly. Then. So it's like doing the work, communicating, letting go of the things that we're holding you back with you and that individual person and accepting that like, it's okay. Things didn't work out, but the kids don't have to suffer. Right. Yeah. I mean, shit. I'm just so happy. I'm so happy that me and my baby daddy is good. 
Okay. <laughs> but did it take a long time to get to that point? Seven years. Well, at least you're honest. Seven fucking years. Okay. We were at war and now we're not. So this is great. Um, yeah, because kids also notice too. Like sometimes you're like, I'm going to, we should stay together for the children, but children know when their parents are not good. Yeah. And we didn't do that, but we also, you know, were at war with each other and it, it really did affect our kids. It did. You know what I mean? Like they pay attention more than we recognize. It's like, they'll be angrier or more aggressive. And it's like, well, why are you talking to me like that, Bubby? Why are you talking to me like that? And then you realize, well, they're taking that on from another parent. Because they right. see how the parents are talking to each other. So it's like, they're sponges. Yeah. So we started to see what was happening and we're like, uh-uh. Now we as parents get to consciously be aware of like, that shit's affecting them. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. So now we're kind to each other. We speak to each other. And guess what it's done for the kids? They're loving. They're more open. They, they will tell us how they feel. They literally don't argue with us anymore. They don't fight. And you don't recognize that. Like, I didn't see it until we became better co-parents. But like when they were, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Go to your room. Like, you right. Know, and they're just, just being like, sponge. Why are you they're so just angry? You. But it's because we are projecting. And he's like, on. bitch, I'm angry because yeah, you're angry. Exactly. It's like we're projecting onto the kids. <laughs> but we don't even know we're doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's hard work. At least you're honest. Was it hard to date after A, going through a public separation, but then also going back into the dating world where you have two children? Was that difficult for you? No. Weirdly, I thought it was going to be because I was like, ain't nobody going to want me after having kids. Period. Just kidding. You know, no one's going to want me. Like, and I was convinced that that was going to be what it was. But I was like, God damn it. People want me more. Jesus Christ. Like... Okay, <laughs> I'm out here in these streets. Um, no, but three years went by. I didn't date for three years. Uh, okay. Like after me and my fa the father of my kids broke up, I was like, this is, I don't want this. Like, I'm good. I really did the work on myself. Because I was like, how the fuck was I in such a long relationship? I had kids with someone. I didn't imagine that this wasn't going to work out. I knew that right. this was supposed to work out. So then I had to really do that work of being like, Realistic. real with myself. Like, wow, why didn't it? How did you get back into a place where you're like, you know what? The fairy tale that I built up in my head yeah. doesn't exist. It didn't happen. That's fine. Next. And you're like, I deserve. Because a lot of times I think when I've talked to uh, listeners who have children, they end up making their world their kids and they forget that they still do deserve a life after yeah. where dating again and feeling yeah. beautiful, feeling loved. I mean, for me as a, as a woman, because we have kids and our hormones and all this, like it's a real thing. You lose yourself. But for me, it was a redefining moment of refining who I was before I had kids because you can. You know, when you see people out here that are like, moms, and you dress this way and you're this, it's like, well, I'm still a fucking human. <laughs> like, even though I had kids, like, why can't I still go out and have a good time? Why can't, why don't y'all say that to men? Why yeah, don't y'all yeah. say that about dads? Um, hello? Like, as a mother, I had to birth these babies. My coochie is not intact like it was because I had to birth these kids. Like, I have to go through hormonal imbalance because... Oh my God, postpartum is real. Like, and I still have to be all the things. Right. Fuck off. No. Yeah. Why do we have to be all the things? Yeah. And they forget the mom needs to date too. It's more like the daddy can date whenever and go back to work. A mom just has to be a mom for the rest of and her I was, life. And I told myself, absolutely not. So yeah, I took my time. And then, you know, for me, it wasn't about dating. For me, it was more so like, I need what I need. <laughs> I knew what I need. You know, it was that for me initially because I was like, I knew that I didn't want to be in a relationship. But damn it, come on, it's been too long. I got cobwebs. Something's going on here. So it was that for me initially. 
And then it was like, cool, I'll date. I'm a relationship person. I haven't been in many relationships. It takes a lot for me to be able to to be with somebody. But I will have sex. Okay. (laughs) Call me. (laughs) You used to call me on your cell phone. Okay, so you're so honest. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. I need what I need. Okay. Oh, but this is why I can be so happy. It's because you've got to release that. Right. Women are built up inside and men, your job, the only job you have, because y'all ain't worth shit. Beep, beep, beep. I'm telling you how to edit this. <laughs> y'all are good humans, but men, I will say this. Thank you so much for your parts, because that is the one thing you guys are really, really good for. She's me. She's and I'm being dead ass. Okay. If there's nothing else you guys can do for us, it is to give us what's in between your legs. Yeah, but also one thing she taught me on the plane is that she said whenever I, obviously she has a partner now, but she said, regardless whether it's with my partner or people before, I make sure that I get mine. Like they will, you go down on me. Like I'm like right away, go down me. And like, (laughs) I love that because I think a lot of times, especially when we're in our twenties, we're like, what can I do to make you happy? Should I suck your dick? Like, should I go down you right now? Whatever. And then we have sex. You're like, no, okay. It's time for me to orgasm. Yeah. It's like, what is happening here? Yeah. I walked away with. What? And then half the time, women are not coming from sex. Let's not talk about it. Only most, 20% of women most women do sex. not come from sex. I am the 20% because I do. Wow. God. Really? Yes. Oh. I'm strictly dick. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get out. You are? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, Were you always that way or did yes. it? Yes. Love that you come from sex. Good for you. Yes. We need I guess. it. Yes. I Thanks, can't relate to that. You can relate. No. I can't. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay, so at one point, did you meet, uh, how did you meet Tay? Did I say right? Instagram. Instagram? Mm-hmm. So was that during the time where you weren't looking for a relationship? Right, or? yeah. I was okay, actually I love filming, that. filming in Atlanta. I was doing a Tyler Perry um, series and I received a DM and was like, what? Like, he was just like, you're hilarious. I said, huh, me? Because I was doing little skits on TikTok and things like that. And he was like, you're hilarious. I was like, this is so weird. This is, okay. Grew up watching him, you know what I mean? His movies and things. So I was like, you're reaching out to me saying, I'm funny. You're funny. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So that's how we started off. And then we ended up hanging out like a couple months later. Yeah. And But that's cool. It's normally, I guess, when you're really not looking for anything. Yeah, we weren't. I don't don't think either one of us were. Okay. I don't even think he was, I don't think he even thought that I was going to respond. He's on so many interviews where he's like, this is how I knew she was the one or like she's changed my outlook on love and life and all that. How does that, how does that feel? Well, I guess because you said she knew she's a life changer. So she's like, obviously. Yeah. I know what I bring to the table. I know what my worth is. I know what my value is. But is it hard to be the person that's always teaching everyone else around you? Because that means you take a lot of pain without, even if you don't realize it. But you should want to be that. Okay. We should all want to be that. We should all want to teach somebody something. We should all want to give. To give is to be a teacher. But you never feel like, okay, enough. I, it's not fair. You no, never what, what, because that's coming, and again, that's expectation. Or your ego, I guess. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't, like, if I know something, I want to give it to the next person. If I'm having a conversation with you, a stranger on an airplane, and we're having a life conversation, why would I hold what I've gone through and experience when I know that that can actually help you? Why would I, why would I say, you know, to you, don't do, no, I'm going to say, you should send him that email. You should let that go. You should be, you should be okay with who you are. 
Yeah. Fuck him. If I know that, why not give that? We should all be that to each other. We really should be. Well, I do think, I do think people in life all have something to contribute to the world or mm-hmm. all play a part. And I do think there are humans in this world who are more of sponges. I think I'm a sponge as well. So yeah. you just end up having to just accept the fact that people will a lot of times project their pain onto you yeah. and it's your role to take it as a sponge. But it's because I think we are strong enough. Like we have the strength to yeah. rise up. Cause not, cause there are a lot of people in this world that are not strong enough to. But that's what's intimidating. Like what we were talking about before we were even on yeah. this. It's like people feel a, a particular way when you're honest, when you're a person who's straightforward, it scares people because yeah. most people don't know how to be to that. Hide. Exactly. But most people don't know how to be that. Yeah. Look and at us. And we are intimidating. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we want to help you grow. You know what I mean? We're those people. So I like that. I like I like that reminder for myself too to just yeah. accept the fact that I'm a sponge. What would you say the best advice you've ever gotten when it comes to love? To just be, be in it. Be. Yeah. Whatever comes with it, comes with it. Whatever doesn't, it doesn't. Worst advice you've ever gotten? To give more than you give yourself. The fuck? Now. Ugh. Now. How do you know when you're giving too much? When you're not receiving it, receiving something back. You know, you can give so much to a guy. And you I, said it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. It's not about receiving. No, but I'm s- still saying when you're in love with someone, a person still should be showing you consistency. That's love. Right. It's an action word. So when you're giving to somebody and you're not getting anything back, that is terrible. Slow down. Yeah, then you realize it's not, it's not love. Yeah. Right? That's when relationships go to shit because it's like, well, I'm not receiving anything. You can have no expectation, but what is love when you're not, being loved back. Right. There are people who will love hard and don't get anything back in the relationship. And that's also how it creates the victim, uh, people being victims without realizing that they made themselves a victim because then they go, I got taken advantage of. No, you you gave your love for free constantly and the person got used to it because and they never offered anything back. Like, so I agree with you. If relationships in general, like a tango, if you're with a partner and you're taking a few steps back, you have to wait for them to take a few steps forward or you're going to get off the dance floor. It has to, in a sense real love has to be reciprocal. It yeah. can't just be one is doing or someone is going to be depleted. If you give, people will take. So you have to be smarter in how much you're But you do. don't have to walk into any relationship expecting. You just, yeah. I feel like love is coming without expectation. But at the same time, what are, what is this? Right. To love somebody is to show up. Yeah. So I'm not expecting that you're going to do something. You ju- you should be doing it because that's what you say you love me. And if you do the self-love and you pour more into yourself and that's kind of how you start to thin out, weed out the people who are not loving you as much back, that's yeah. part of the self-love. Because when you start to pour in yourself, you realize, you know what? I love myself enough to know that I would never allow someone to disrespect me that way because I would never speak to myself that way. So why would I let this person stick around? Right. And I think that's more the learning of the self-love. That's more, I think, of you loving yourself. When you start to pour in yourself, that's when you kind of start to yeah. realize the people that should be around. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be so selfless because oftentimes people think I'm so selfless, yeah. I'm so loving, but you're not. You have something missing inside yourself 
that's a difference. Mm -hmm. There's one part where you like you love yourself, so you yeah. give your love selflessly. Right. And then there's other people who say they think they are giving selfless love, but in reality is they feel empty inside and they do this because they're expecting something in return. Right. So like, oh, I'm so loving, I'm so giving, and people take advantage of me. No, you're choosing. No, and give love to people who literally never at once told you they're going to do anything back in return. And or you love expected you back. that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that's when they have to do the work because actually just it's a childhood trauma where they chose mm -hmm. people who remind them of a parent. Or what they felt like was lacking when they were growing up. And so you're looking to someone else to fill the void within yourself. And hoping really that you this time, do. you're hoping that this time you repeat the pattern and then this time will be different. So and it's always going to be the same until yeah. you do the work. With having children, when it comes to dating, mm -hmm. obviously at first you were just messing around because you want to get yours. Is it different when you have kids of figuring out like, okay, is this person worthy for me to introduce them to my Absolutely. children? Oh my God, you have to be that way. So do you start dating completely differently because of that? You can date, you just can't introduce them to your kids. Right. It's a conscious choice where it's like, I know he is the one or I know he is someone who's going to be in my life that now because... I feel this way now is the right time, you know, but that takes time. I tell people this all the time, go through your dating. Even yeah. if it takes a fucking year, you don't have to introduce them to your kids. Go, go through. When is the right time to introduce someone? There is no right time. Okay. You, you get to decide on that. More time is better because you don't know. I think sometimes people also get worried that they don't want to offend their partner by the fact that they're not introducing their partner to kids. No. And if you're offended by not be meeting my kids, that's on you. I don't give a fuck. Like, why, why are you, do you feel away? You should actually, a partner shouldn't be offended. You should respect that. To me, that's a little weird that if you're getting offended that I didn't introduce you to my kids, now it's giving me you're off. Yeah. That's giving me, I don't want to date you. That's giving me that there's some motive. You should want to meet my kids when I'm ready. At what point do you, when you go on dates, do you think it's the right time to tell somebody, oh, I have children by the, the way? The very first date. Give them a choice to choose. I'll tell people all day, ask me whatever you want to know. I'm going to tell you because I'd rather, I rather weed you out. Yeah. I don't want to give you the choice. <laughs> I want to be given the choice. So let me tell you something. I did this. This is this. <laughs> I, 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 this is what I like. I got kids. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. And yeah. if you, most of the time, half the time, all the time for, with me, it's like, God, I just love her. And it's like, I know. So I, like being honest being transparent, it's almost more attractive. Obviously, if you start to feel like someone's not showing up, like you have to teach. I think I genuinely believe that men don't learn with words, they learn with silence. We make sometimes a mistake with partners in general, uh, especially heterosexual partners. We make the mistake where we explain to, this is how I want to be treated. And then you, it's one thing if you explain someone how to love you once. And then they have a choice yes. of loving you that way. But then if you have to continuously repeat, this is how I want to be loved. This is how you need to be tr to treat me. You're acting like that. your partner is an idiot. And they're not. Like, men are not dumb. Men know when they're treating you poorly. Men know when they're not showing up for you. But, like, if they know you're just going to keep explaining over and over again, when they know you're just going to keep showing up without them needing to show up yeah. back, then they're going to keep taking advantage of it. It's the same thing when I have, when I explain to women about their exes, like, yeah, but they're always coming back. Bitch, yeah, if you leave the door open, just a little bit, they will men are going to keep com coming back because they want to have sex with you. It's not because they love you. Because if that was supposed to work out, I'm sorry, the truth is it would have worked out. Right. Because it's a choice to choose yeah. if you really want to be with a person. Women are very good at teaching men how we want to be treated. We forget that. You need to show a man how you want to be treated and then he will follow.
So if you tell a man that it's okay, and that's okay. (laughs) Exactly though. But sometimes they won't and it has nothing to do with your self-worth. It's just you weed them out faster. Yeah. So that's why for me, that's why I'm like, I'll put it all on the table. I believe choice is the most powerful thing you can give to somebody. Choice. You get to choose if you like me enough, if you want to ride this wave with me. Is it hard, by the way, to have, to be in relationships with people that are, I mean, you and the people you're in relationships with from your ex to your current partner are all really big stars. Yeah. So is it hard to be in the public eye while also being honest with your fans, while also doing your best to keep some things to yourself? I mean, I think so. I think because the, their people have a perception of like what this is when really realistically we're normal people. Yeah. It just happens to come with a level of success and talent that involves like you people, right? People mm-hmm. out there. But in all reality, I'm no different than the person that's watching our interview right now on a camera. Right. Like we still feel the same. We still go through the same emotions. Like it's all that. But it is it is difficult when things unfold before, you know, on TV or in the public eye and people don't understand that we are normal humans too that are going to go through some shit. Things are going to fuck up. You're not always going to make the right choices. You're going to make mistakes. Why do we have to be slandered or be less of a human yeah. Because you're watching, like you've made mistakes. You're also the, like, yeah. so it is, it has been difficult, but I think for me, I always knew like innately, like my life, I always knew that I was going to be bigger. Like meaning like people were supposed to watch my life or I was going to be a singer. Or I was going to be an actress. I, just, or, I love that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I always knew that this was what was going to come with the territory. So I'm built for this. I have found my power in this. So it doesn't bother me anymore. It, it used to, but now because I'm like, I'm so sure of myself and I'm like, okay, no bitch, you're a human. You're this, da, da, da. You like, I'm so unapologetically myself yeah. that I don't care. But is it hard if sometimes people on the internet, especially now love having an opinion on everything? Is it hard that if one. sometimes you see something that you know is not true and then people are going to attack you for it? No, because- it's relationship Stuff like that. And you're just dying to tell them, no, it's not true. No, but what does that do for you when you know that it's not? Right. So you've got to look at yourself and be like, well, if I'm responding to these people, then there's something in you that's not right. Why can someone that you don't know who's never met you affect you or make you feel like you need to respond? You need to look at yourself. I don't feel that way. I can go on and read comments and be like, you stupid. Okay. Love (laughs) you. Like, because it's like, I'm really living this life. I'm waking up every day to my baby daddy. I'm waking up every day to Tay. I'm waking up every day living this particular life. That you guys have no idea. You don't know what I'm going through. So who are you to tell me? Yeah. And so why would I comment to people who are uh, projecting because they want my life? People who are miserable. How long have, have you been with Tay? Two years. Two years. And how long were you with Marion? Five. Five. Okay, got it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be in the public eye in general. I mean, it is, but it's not. I'm still very private. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm very private. Like I still, and that's one thing about me, like I really love, like you don't know how I move because I'm not really the person that's like going to be in the trendy crowds or I'm very low key. Do you think dating in the public eye is harder than dating if you weren't in the public eye? 100%. Sometimes I'm like, I'll go to a club and I'm like, I want my life back. I just want to go to a club. I don't want to be questioned. I want to just dance. Like that's who I am. Like, but then I go to a club. It's like, hey, we're going to take a photo. No, yes, but I don't want to. Can you just leave me alone? I just want to dance on the dance floor. No, don't take that out. That's true. Yeah, but. That's nice. Okay. That one's nice. 
But sometimes I don't want to be bothered. Sometimes I just want to feel like a normal human being again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I feel free. But, and listen, I love my fans and I love people who love me. But sometimes as a human being, I would like to just be. It's so true. No, you know what? I get what you're saying. It's hard when you're in a public eye in general because people expect you to be perfect. That's it. And people expect you to also be the sponge where they can just punch you down all the time. Like I, I literally had a video, just a stupid story where I just said in my story on Instagram and I just said, like, I don't care what other people think. That's why I'm, I'm not a victim because I think highly of myself and I'm never going to care myself as a victim because yeah. I get to choose to not give a shit what other people think. And someone was like, well, that makes you selfish, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, of course you're no. projecting, bro. Like, I, come on. And, and, and guess what? Maybe that is a bit selfish for myself. Yeah. What, what's wrong with that? I'm not selfish to you. I'm selfish with myself. Yeah. So if it's me being selfish with oneself, what, what is that to you? So yeah, I am selfish. Self-ish. Yeah. Not selfish to you. Right. People don't understand that. Like, I should be self. That's self. Right. You should be self-ish <laughs> to self. Like, do it right. Right? I love so that. When, when, so when you think about that, it's, I should be. Right. Self. Well, that's not harming anyone. We're not harming ourselves by being selfish. People confuse self. this too. And I think in the end of the day, the people who will get the most upset by you setting boundaries are the people that benefited the most by you not having them. Selfish is considering self. Exactly. So why are you mad at me? Exactly. Yeah, it's one thing if you're doing things that are harming versus when you're just Maybe you yourself. should be more selfish. Self. Try it. It works. <laughs> no, I, wait, I love that. Be more selfish. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Yeah. This is really important. So I think forgiveness in general is really hard. Do you, do you have an experience to share where it was hard for you to forgive someone, but you forgave someone for you and not for yes, them. all the time. So can you share an experience? Baby daddy. Okay. Forgiving and still being able to be like, I understand that it's not me. It's on his time. When he's ready to come around, he will. My door will always be open. Siblings, same thing. I'm very forgiving. I'm forgiving because I recognize it's not me. I recognize as a human being, you've got to go through what you need to go through and it's on your own pace and at your own timing. I can forgive because I recognize what it is you're lacking. Yeah. Have you ever forgiven people without actually getting an apology? 100%. Do you have an experience that you want to share with that? I mean, there's so many experiences. I mean, I've had friendships where I've literally, I've never fought a day in my life. I fought one of my best friends when I was 34 years old. Yeah. Held her to be accountable. She went and did some healing work and came back and was like, you're the only person that didn't, you know, leave me or whatever. But it wasn't that the door was closed. I forgave her even when you, we fought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I understand like you're going through things like- for me, it's that way with anyone that I encounter. I'm just not a person who judges. I'm not a person who's a nasty human being. I feel like, you know, when you say you love somebody, when you say you love people, that really comes with the act of forgiving. It comes with the act of letting go. It comes with the act of being selfless. People are people. When you, when you understand that you're just like someone else and you are human and if you were that person, how would you want someone to treat you? How would you... I look at life like that. Right. But then I guess. And I would want to be forgiven. I would want someone to give me grace. I would want someone to be like, hey, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Even when I know that it's fucked up how you treated me, but it's not about, it's not about me. It's about me still being like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But then sometimes it's also good to say, I remember one time I, I parted ways with a friend. I felt like she overstepped. I didn't like how she treated me. 
And then um, I stopped speaking to her because I was like, you're going to cross the line. You're going to cross yeah. the line. And then she still crossed the line. And I stopped speaking to her. And then like two weeks later, I ran into some people who knew her growing up and they started talking all this shit about her. And, you know, obviously as a human being, you would think you would make me feel better because I've done the work on myself. Yeah. Actually made me feel sorry for her because made me realize like, oh, wow, she's been struggling with her inner self yeah. for so many years. Like this is who she is as a person. So I realized afterwards, I said, you know what, V, like forgive her. If she was trying to harm me, she was trying to be mean and cruel because she doesn't love herself. You just saw it based right. on how she grew up. So I remember I, I reached out to her and I said, hey, listen, like, I just want you to know. Because she was trying to reach out to me to be friends yeah. again or whatever. And I said, listen, like, I just want you to know that we will never be friends again because you crossed the line with me. But I do want you to know that I forgive you. Yeah. I didn't take it personally. I, th I wish you nothing but the best this year. Yeah. And I can see that you're doing the work on yourself. And I think you're a wonderful Same. person in your ways. And like... I wish you the best in, on your way. So I feel like that's also important for people to understand where you can forgive someone. And you don't have to have them in your life. Exactly. You can, you can let that go. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be nasty or not cordial. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's your truth. But like, I loved that I was able to do that because I could have, you know, tried to be petty or enjoyed the gossip that was said about yeah. her. And I mean, I, I felt obviously validated for two seconds for a second because I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, she's a terrible you. person. Yeah. Cool. No, but then I'm like, V, grow up. Like you're in your 30s, like be better than this. Yeah. And I felt like, I feel, so, I think it's so crazy when you switch in your brain and instead of looking at somebody as a bad person because they're trying to hurt you, you realize you see their, the child in them and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, you, you feel bad. You feel bad for them. Yeah. It, it when, like, you when, feel sorry for when people. You know, when you know, it's like, well, no one can tell you anything when you, when you know and you see. That's why it's like, all right, I still love you no matter what because I recognize like you have things going on within yourself yeah. that you haven't done the work. And when, when you are a person who has done the work and when we're on a growth, like leveling up, yeah. You can see that person and be like, damn, I used to be you. I was there at a point. We're not exempt because in order for us to have gotten here, we've right. had to go through that. But it's like, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. Like, and so then you can be more graceful and forgiving and yeah. being more kind to a person who's lost in the and sauce. Exactly. And I it's think. nice when you've done the work and you're able to do that to someone yeah. else, like hopefully made her feel better in her journey. Yeah, of course. But- as long as you don't expect that from other people. Cause I've had moments where I'm not getting along with a few people or whatever. And then I'm not getting the same forgiveness I give to other people. And then I've had moments where I feel really low and I'm thinking, well, it's not fucking fair. Like how, why am I always showing up for everyone else? And, but then I'm like, you know what V that's okay. It's part of your journey to do the yeah, shadow work. It, but it's, it's not about anybody else. I will tell people that all the time. Like it is only merely about you. The only person that or only thing that we can control is ourselves. Yeah. So when you move gracefully through life, like, hey, it doesn't matter what someone else does. It's about what you choose, what you yeah. do. What would you say you're currently learning about yourself and about life? That's a good... To yeah. be more kind to myself. To I'm already open. I'm already honest. But to be more kind to myself, like... Like I said, I was always this people pleaser, always doing, doing, doing for other people. I think like I had to remove myself from certain people, remove myself from the world for a second to pour back into me and be like, you come first. And in order for you to give to other people, you've got to give to yourself. And I, I think that as givers, naturally and innately, we don't consider ourselves. Yeah. So I'm learning to see me first. 
Or as a woman, you get taught to kind of take care of everyone else. Yeah. You forget that you're You've also take a person care of you. and you got to take care of yourself. So I'm doing that now where I'm learning to just like feed my spirit, feed my soul, do the things that like are beneficial for my health and my men- mental. Just learning me. I'm learning me. I'm slowing down, taking the moments to be like, even like if I'm getting into it with somebody, like I was just talking to a friend today. I'm like, I'm not even mad at this person because for me, it's like, well, what the fuck? Why are you my friend? Why would I even be friends with you? Let me think about myself. Like, this is a self-reflection of why am I attached to a person like this? So now it's about me doing the work. Whereas back in the day, I would have been like, you fucking asshole. I don't like you. And you did this to me. Now it's more about like, well, why did I, why did you do this to me? Wait, that's really important. That's really interesting about that attachment. We forget that because a lot of times we're like, everyone I date is an asshole. Like my friends are not showing up for me, but I love the thought of why am I attached to this person? Like, why were you attached to... Like, what did you learn from Well, I I just believe, like, we attach ourselves to things that feel familiar. Really, familiarity. And, like, whether that's trauma, whether that's, you know, um, what we see in someone else. So we accept these sorts of behaviors when really it's like, no, as we become now adults, it's like, I choose not to accept. But it's it's a projection. We do it all day. Why we can draw in the certain people that we draw in is because we are those people. There are parts of people that we see ourselves in and we draw that shit in. The energy, the energy you put out is the energy you receive, right? If we really believe it, people, we are our energy outside of our physical bodies. We're energy. Yeah. I love the, the, why am I attached? Cause that. But I've, this is the work that I've been doing now. It's like, what is my attachment? Like, it's not about blaming someone else. It's about really taking the accountability and blaming myself for why I even allowed you into my life. So I can't be mad at you. I should be mad at myself. So now it's like, and this is where the growth comes in. It's not like. But that's also the where you also learn to be kind to yourself. Because instead of saying, why am I attached to this? Exactly. I should know better. Or yeah. I'm such a fucking idiot for yeah. letting this person take advantage of me or more. Why am I attached to this person? Oh, because my inner child like didn't feel loved when I was right. younger. Okay, it's time for me to give that love to myself instead of expecting this person doesn't know any better how to love me. Because sometimes people around us are doing their best to love us, but maybe they also didn't grow up in, exactly. a, in a loving family. Right. So we think you're not showing up for me. You're not loving me, but they are loving us the best way they know how, but their love is just not enough for us. Exactly. Because we've done the work. We need more love and that's also okay. We're just not a match. Right. But that's why it's good to be in this life and just have, like we were just talking about, to just not have expectations of people because you've got to consider those things, right? You've got to consider that people are not you. And I think that we feel like because we've done the work and we are where we are, we like, well, where are the people who are? And it's like, most people aren't. Yeah. No, but I love that because you go from feeling like whether it's a victim of life or the victim in your situationship, whether it's with a a friend, a family member or a, a partner where why are they treating me like that? you suddenly, you take the narrative back and you take control back. Because the minute I say, instead of, why are you treating me like this? Then I have no control over how they're treating me versus why Why am I attached to this this? person? Why You take control back because now you can actually figure out because it's about you. It's not about them. And I I love that. I love thinking like that. Yeah. But that's where I'm at now. It's like the biggest, to me, experience now to be able to have these real conversations with myself and be honest and fully transparent with being like, ew, God, this sucks. But 
why did you allow it? But, you yeah. know. But in a so, nice way where you're yeah. sitting with your feelings, not oh, in them. Yeah. Because it sucks when you're such a giver and you're such a light. And I think that's the saddest thing when I see people where people, other people benefit so much from having someone like you in their life and Mm -hmm. then you find out that the way you speak to yourself you're being unkind to yourself and you're like damn like why are you doing that everyone else feels so love and here you are you know exactly yeah so hopefully do you have any tips for people um on how to be more kind to themselves or just ways on how they can work on self-love um the journaling or whatever i mean yeah all of that but i do feel like having the right type of people around you where you can feel expressive to where you can feel seen and heard. I think we all, you know, therapy is therapy, but therapy also exists in real life with your friends, with your family. You like having people around you where you can really say your truth, speak honestly, like, and a person give you the truth back. And it, and it sucks. Nobody really wants to do the work because to look at yourself and dislike yourself at times is really like a thing where it's like, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. But we all have, we all are going through it. We all have gone through it and we have to do the work. You go to church, go to therapist, ha- have these conversations with your friends, um, travel more, experience. Well, com- like, yeah. I don't know, whatever that is for you. I can't, I don't like to really, cause it's so subjective. I don't really like to tell people how for me, Just it describe was like a sad travel more, be yeah. more, be, feel more free. Uh, Eat, pray, love. <laughs> like, no, but sad, like you have to feel free. Yeah, you have to like, travel. I don't know. I mean, I just think that you, it's, it, again, it, it boils down to choice. When you're ready to, you know, do the work, when you're ready for more, when you're ready for more in this life, you'll make those choices. Yeah. I just love that everything in the end of the day, when it comes to being able to love other people more freely, yeah. it does all go back to yourself or whether you're hurting by other people, it goes back to yourself. And, and I think having that choice where you can go back to yourself and do the work, I yeah. think- People don't realize, but that's you be able to then attract more, more. love yeah. and more loving people and give other people more love mm-hmm. without holding back or, you know. Is there anything you want to add that you feel like I didn't ask you? I mean, obviously we kind of went around oh, everything. No, I feel like, um, number one, I'm just grateful to be able to have this moment to be able to speak and be free and hopefully, you know, encourage other people on the out, on the other side of the camera. But, you know, I feel like you asked me a lot. Um, I just want to encourage, you know, whoever's watching that it's okay. You're not alone. You're, you are not alone. It's okay to feel the things that you're feeling. It's okay to be human. It's okay yeah. to hate, love this. All those things are innately who we are as human beings. So don't be hard on yourself, but do the work. Yeah. Stop running. Stop deflecting. Be accountable. And be do the right thing. Be a be choose to be a good human because we all have a choice. Choose to be a good human. And when you choose to do right, when you choose to to want more, when you choose to want to be a better human being in this world, you will attract better. Yeah. So it's you know. But choose to be a better human by doing the inner work by being also kind to yourself. Cause I think a lot of times, yeah. like I said, people focus so much on showing up for everyone else and they forget yeah. to show up for themselves and that's when they end up projecting or being so angry yeah. on the internet and all that. Yeah, and not blaming people for where you are. Like, no matter what, like I tell people this all the time, it's like, yeah, you have a past and maybe your parents didn't show up for you the way you thought they should have. They did the best that they could. 
right? But now as an adult, we have a choice to really shift and change our lives. Exactly. So it's like, are we going to sit here and be like, well, I'm this way because you... No, you're this way because you choose to sit in the shit. Like now you know. So now what are you going to do? You know what I mean? So everything's a choice. Stop playing the victim. Grow up. Get some cojones. (laughs) Period. Yeah. Take life by the balls. I agree. No, but I agree. It's, it's, I, I, I highly, and I think I've been, I've done probably that in the past as well, where I'm like, well, I'm this way because of this and this. It's so cool. You're so self-aware. Okay. What are you going to do now? Yeah. I don't like people use that as an excuse. Well, like, well, my cat died when I was seven and that's why I'm afraid of commandment. Grow up. You're 43, dude. Like, <laughs> grow up. Are you joking? Like, go to therapy. Like some therapists shouldn't be therapists because they're just, it's like, okay, you know what you did. Cool. You're self-aware. Congratulations. That's like step one of the work. Now what? What are you going to do? You can fix it. You can you can change. Hello. Yeah. Pisses me off. Yeah. I, that's what I would tell you guys. And I'm just like, again, happy to be here. Happy to have this platform to be able to speak and, you know, encourage other people and all of that. So thank you so much. Where can people wonderful. find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, April, A-P-R-Y-L-S, Jones. TikTok. April J- Jones official, April Jones official, um, uh, Twitter April S Jones as well. I don't know. Once you go on my Instagram, you'll find me or somewhere. Just Google. Uh, great. But, um, Do you have any Sinora word or something to? Uh, my Sinora. What's that? Is that Russian? I don't know. Why I say that? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, you know what? Actually, let's close it by something that I think is really cool that I wanted to start trying out with uh, guests. That's really cool. And I'm not going to tell you why I'm asking you this. It's just three questions. Off the top of your head, pick a color. Um, Pink. Why do you like pink? Give me three reasons. It makes me happy. It's bright. I don't know. It's light. It, It feels light. Makes you happy. It's bright and it feels light. Okay, remember that. Now- Pick an animal off the top of your head. Dog. I feel like that's such a simple okay, animal. Okay, okay, um, okay. Hold on. Okay, uh, animal off the top of my head. Koala bear. Cool, koala bear. Um, give me three reasons why you picked that animal. Because it's fluffy. They're cute, and they mind their own business. <laughs> this is so cute. You're gonna find out soon. <laughs> okay. Lastly, pick a water-based thing so it can be like, let's say. The rain okay. or the ocean or the sea, um, tears, I don't know, like something that has to do with water. So what's your favorite water thing off the top of your head? Alcohol. Sick. Okay. Okay. Why? Give three reasons why you like it. Because it makes me a little loose. It takes away all inhibitions and I feel good. Okay, cool. So I'm going to tell you exactly what you just said. So the the color, whether it's your favorite color, whatever, on top of your head and the three things you liked about it are how people view you. So you said it makes bright me happy, light. bright light, all that. Then the koala bear, the animal, it's either – so like psychology does different things. One person says that's what you're looking for in a partner. But uh, if you read psychology, also there's another part that says that's actually how – you view yourself. Uh-huh. So you said, mind my business. Fluffy. Squ- fluffy. <laughs> so like, that's really cute. Or it can also be what you look for in a partner. Okay. Do you think it's what you look for in a partner? Yeah. Someone that mind their own business. I, that's why I can't, I can someone never. Someone fluffy I can lay my head on. <laughs> and that's, that's cute. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe the color is how you view yourself and the animal is how you, is how others view you. 
But regardless, you pick both things. Uh-huh. That's so sweet. And then the water is how you like to have sex. Like why you like why you like sex or how you like to have sex. So you're literally like it, it's releasing. Like I like Let my inhibitions go. Yeah. I feel good. That means you're like freaky when you have sex and freaky tiki. Yeah. Mine was my color was red. I said I liked the color red because it's sexy, it's spicy, and it's out there. You can't miss it, which I think is how I view myself. And then the animal that I picked was my favorite animal, which is a jaguar. I was gonna say a black know. jaguar. Really? You're going to say cheetah? Yeah, I was going to say that you you were going to probably say cheetah. Well, it was a, it's a black jaguar. And I said because they're mysterious, they're powerful, and they can be like, – they're sexy. And they can be ignored and they're, people are scared of them because they're so powerful. And then the, apparently that's supposedly one of the psycholo- psychology things that's yeah. either in a partner or it's how others view you. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. I'm powerful. People are scared of and me. what was Good. the water? The water is how you have sex. Oh, Girl. my water yeah. was. Girl. I said I like the rain because it's it relaxes me. It relaxes me, um, puts me to sleep. And I think I said something else, which is literally after when I come, I will fall asleep. Same. So. Same. I'm gonna start asking all my guests that, so then I like that. Okay, cool. So we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, you guys, don't forget to follow her. All of her information is going to be in the description bio of this episode. And I love you. Have a beautiful week. Love you too. Bye. Bye.